0: Friday, June 28th at Hungry Brain in Chicago. It's our pride show and podcast recording, music, drag, interview, comedy, panel and Q&A sponsored by Rowan Tree Counseling. Get your tickets at wildandsublime.com or go to links in the show notes.
1: So you got to take a look at what is it that I'm looking for? Is it more important than the person is hot? Or is it more important that I'm getting my needs met?
0: Welcome to Wild and Sublime, a sexy spin on infotainment, no matter your preferences, orientation, or relationship style. Based on the popular live Chicago show, each week I'll chat about sex and relationships with citizens from the world of sex positivity. You'll hear meaningful conversation, dialogues that go deeper, and information that can help you become more free in your sexual expression. I'm sex educator Karen Yates today our panel discusses the expectations we place on new partners and even the tiny pictures in our dating apps. Plus my sermon on the pubic mound on resentments. Keep listening. If you're a Wild and Sublime fan and love what we do, consider joining the Afterglow, our Wild and Sublime community on Patreon. You get a bonus Q&A session with sexperts every month where you get to ask the questions, my weekly audio creator notes, and more. Plus, in April, all new or established members receive 25% off recurring guest Corinne Diachuk's Yoga for Sexual Happiness course. This exciting series with 16 videos and eight pleasure practices help integrate body, breath, and spirit. To take advantage of this offer, all you need to do is sign up on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. Don't miss this very cool offer from an eminent sex educator and yoga therapist. More info is in the show notes. Are you an online dating power swiper? Swiping right at a rate that would outpace Speed Racer's Mach 5? But then on the first couple of dates, things go sour. Or maybe you're a Southpaw, so much left swiping that you never connect because folks just aren't good enough. Or maybe you're in a new relationship and you just don't know how to gauge it. Is it working? Is it not working? Well, we have a delightful panel today who hopefully can cut through some of the mental gymnastics that go into new relationships. I'll be talking with recurring guests, sex coach and pleasure mentor, Tazima Paris, and Matthew Amador, a psychotherapist for love, sex, and gender rebels, and a new guest, sex positive therapist specializing in embodiment, Peter Navarro. This panel is from the February 2020 show at Constellation in Chicago. Enjoy. So tonight we're talking about expectations and standards. Too high, too low, just right. It is like the three bears. Um, when in a new relationship can you, this is something I, I always grapple with, when can you tell if your expectation is way too high. What are some signals?
2: I'm glad you brought up the three bears, by the way, because I feel like this whole thing is going to be about who's Goldilocks in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's kind of the same if it's with a new relationship or one you've had for a little while. One sign might be if that expectation hasn't been met time and time again, which is not to say you should not have that expectation, but maybe the way you're looking at it is a little bit askew. Like, let's say one thing you really, really are looking for is why can't they complete me? for instance. That could be a really lofty expectation for some people. But if you look at it a little differently, like, what are you actually going after when you're saying, why can't they complete me? Are you looking for security? Are you looking for comfort? Are you looking for safety? And instead of thinking, hey, why can't they complete me? Think, oh, are they giving me comfort? Are they giving me safety?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And I like to have people actually articulate what is it that you're looking for? What do you want? It's similar to what you're saying. Like, what are those things that are the key pieces? And sometimes we get kind of excited because the person's really hot. (laughs) And like, we'll erode our standards in order to like spend time with this person. Been there, done that. It sucks. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to take a look at what is it that I'm looking for? Is it more important than the person is hot or is it more important that I'm getting my needs met and having those needs be identified and be clearly articulated? Like I really need for the person to text me back the day after we have sex or else I'm going to freak out and get like really neurotic. Like if you know, that's you, that is a need for you. And you can actually, artic- you can literally ask for that and you might get it. So I don't think that there's necessarily a too high, but being unarticulated, as you were saying, and or noticing where you are eroding your standards because there's something that you like in the situation and you're willing to erode your standards in order to have that. You have to be pretty aware, though. Exactly. Takes some consciousness.
0: Yeah, it takes consciousness and maybe a period of time where you're like, wow. Indeed. Indeed. Self-reflection. Check it out. How do you feel when you're on the date?
1: (laughs) How do you feel when you're not on the date? (laughs)
3: Yeah. yeah. What, do you have anything to say I do. You know, I think we've lost the art of, and, and you two are kind of speaking to a communication, just, uh, you know, a lot of the clients that I see, they, they ask, what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? What can I do better? And typically what I'm finding is asking, well, did you ask? That tends to be something that people aren't doing. They're not asking the questions. Whether or not they're not feeling as though they're confident enough to ask the question Or they're embarrassed or they're shame or they're guilt surrounding. You know, we don't know the history of the person that's in front of us. And we're in the society right now that's very uh, product oriented. So we have this expectation to create outcomes that we see fit. So I want this to happen. I'm going to make it happen. If it doesn't happen, then what's happening around me is wrong. And if we can shift that paradigm, we can start to get into a dialogue about what we can do.
0: Yeah, there's something also that I, I think is sort of comes off of texting culture. Taking that statement on the phone as fact is like 100%. I don't know, there's a lot. You can just project so much onto a text conversation and not go beyond it. Like this person wouldn't be willing to talk about these things. I don't know. I don't I sometimes get into that headspace, I think. Either that or talking to friends. <laughs> right. Like
1: Instead. hours and hours and hours of discussion <laughs> of what happened and analyzing yeah. and not word one has happened with partner. Yeah, you yeah. might want to bring that up
0: <laughs> yeah
2: very true.
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: i was gonna say it's one of the great things of literature is that you can interpret these words in different ways and it's one of the, uh, the terrible things about texts
3: yeah there's just too much room there's
2: too, too much, much room too much. to create your Anybody own get story a text for me please do not count it as great literature
0: So let's talk about people who always swipe left on dating apps. What's up with that? Like wading in, like just always, it's a left swipe. It's a left swipe I'm going to. And in case people aren't on dating apps, you know, the swipe left is not engaging. Like, no, this person isn't good enough. Nope, not my thing. Nope, nope, nope. What do we have to say about people that are always swiping left? Is there a point when you have to swipe right or just... Let's discuss.
1: No, you don't ever have to swipe right, but you might be complaining about it. Either way, you can either swipe left and be happy or you can swipe left and be cranky like you pick. But, but one thing that I always tell my, my clients who are dating is, Hey, dates equal data. Like you're going to go on a date. The person's going to be on later on time they're gonna do a thing you like or you don't like this is data it doesn't mean it's not a tryout (laughs) like it's not an audition for partnership if you look at it as data you can actually gather a bunch of information so if you're always swiping left you're missing out on an opportunity to gather data Mm -hmm. i'm pretty scientific about this and i'm about hey Here's how you can get some experience. And then if you find out, oh, this kind of person doesn't work for me or this kind of experience doesn't work for me, then you can try again.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that concept of getting data. Like, it's really just experiential data. Like, you're really getting this evidence presented before you. Because one of the things that we can fall into traps with on apps is that people get relegated to just data points. Like, people are an age. They are a race. They are a sexual position. They are a weight and it really takes away from the fact that these are human beings. Mm. We're trying to like have a connection with a human being. And one thing that, while yes, you never have to swipe right if you do not want to, keep in mind that they're human beings and have some empathy towards the people that you might be swiping left. Like, yeah, okay, maybe if I just scan through this, scanning through it, it's not passing my test. For instance, okay, I know that I have like, for photos, for instance, I have like one angle where I might look like Adrian Brody. I have about 30 <laughs> angles where I look like Shrek and I have like four that I look like Katie Lang. <laughs> And I know I'm going to use those five good angles till they run out, even though I may not look like that when I show up. (laughs) But so as an example to please have compassion for yourself, like me, you know what? Cool. If it's not like the best angle, that's fine. Remember that other person who's there that you might swipe left on might not be their best angle either. Give them mm. compassion if you choose to.
3: I think too, before, before swiping left, and this might seem a little silly, but when you're looking at someone's photo, really look into their eyes in the photo. I think we're, we're so quick to snap our judgments. We just kind of do this thing and we're on this autopilot. Mm. And we don't take that moment to just mm. breathe into the person that we're witnessing that they took the, the chance to post this photo for you to see them. So see them, allow yourself to see them.
1: Yeah. I think what you're speaking to is that it's vulnerable to put yourself out there. It's vulnerable to say yes. It's vulnerable to say no. It's extremely vulnerable for us to allow ourselves to be known or at least try to allow ourselves to be known. So, that compassion that you have for yourself, make sure you recognize how tough this is. This is not easy shit. It's just, it's challenging. And so be soft and gentle with yourself as you're trying things, as things are not working, as they're crashing and burning, as you're succeeding, whatever
0: is the result.
2: Trial and error.
0: Yeah, trial and error. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's a study that shows that lower expectations actually lead to more unhappy relationships rather than the common wisdom of accepting What you have, and that higher standards lead to happier relationships. When are higher standards just right? What are the signs that you could notch up your standards?
3: If you are someone who who likes to please the other person in front of you, if you're a people pleaser, that's definitely a sign where you can up your own internal game that you are worth time, you are worth space, you can take up space, and that's okay if
1: you're spending similar to the people pleaser but if you're spending time making sure that other people are are happy or pleasured like you're working hard you want your sex game for example to be the best ever you want to make sure they're coming take the time even before you go on the date or before you're with your partner whether you're long term or, or new please yourself have that high priority that takes us from a place of like are your standards too low to hey, here are my standards for myself, now I can deal with someone else. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is that there's a, in our society, there's like a gender difference between expectations on relationship. Girl children are sold, the fairy tale of the knight in shining armor is going to come rescue me, and boy children are, generally speaking, told that you're going to end up with a ball and chain. So if you end up with kind of an okay relationship, (laughs) the people who are looking for the hero... Are going to be disappointed and the person that's looking for the ball and chain or the terrible situation if it's okay they'll end up being like oh this is this is not as bad as I thought and so you end up with the same the people in the same relationship having a totally different experience of the relationship I see this a lot in my practice and it's evening out the standard and actually having the conversation about what is it that you desire what is your partner desire what do your partners desire and how can you come to a place where we can have some win-win and everyone, a little bit of everyone's stuff gets handled.
0: So the final question I want to ask is when, and I think this is tricky, when do you know that things are actually okay with a relationship? No, I'm serious, a new new relationship. You know, when you're like, is this okay? Is this going okay? What are the signs you're dealing with an emotionally intelligent person or?
2: Well, in my twenties, I would have known because I would have run far, far away from that relationship. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> today though i would say the way you can tell that you're with someone who's emotionally intelligent yeah i uh, if it goes away from the sense like kind of going to what you were saying about how you know if we kind of come to the middle then okay it's not that bad the sense of uh, compromise yes there is going to be compromise when you're with any group of people but that's what you're shooting for that's what you're aiming for no 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 if you find that you're with someone who where there's actually collaboration there's something new. It's not, if you do this, then maybe we can do this also. You know what? It's the brainchild that gave us, like, Mexican pizza. Like, we get a taco and we get a pizza at the same time. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> Atheists are wrong. There is clearly a God, and he made taco <laughs> pizza. But no, but it's a sense that uh, you can actually collaborate with your partner so you can make something new and it doesn't, it can be something like, okay, a child, a collateral thing like that, but it can also be like, I don't think that little thing you, you want. Children are beautiful. I love them. I. But it can also be something like, okay, it's not, if you spank me, then we'll get a three way. It can be, let's get someone else here and we'll both paddle you collaboration collaboration um, just to piggyback off
3: the collaboration <laughs> Piggyback <off> that. yeah <laughs> sure uh-huh Somet- fun, fun. <laughs> yeah, right uh, sometimes we have to give permission sometimes people need to be given permission they need that to say like this is what i want to do this is what i need this is what i'm interested in doing and if we're on the other side and we say go ahead and just tell me that's an invitation and to provide those is is healing great
1: And that this person actually wants to be there present with you. Like Mm. even in the ugly stuff, even when you do the ugly cry, are they pointing and laughing at you or are they like, oh, okay, this is welcome here. So that level of emotional intelligence, it may be at the intense emotional times, but it's also at the kind of mundane, like, oh, we're just chopping onions or we're just, you know, somebody's cleaning the bathroom. There's this space of, are we working toward the same thing? Are we going in the same direction? Are you... As I'm grinding and hustling and doing my thing to do my work, are you there with me? Are you moving in the same direction? Are you thwarting me or are you supporting me? And what are we moving in the same direction together? Are we facilitating growth? Are we facilitating work? Are we facilitating each other's lives?
2: Great. Yeah. If you have an anchor partner, are they supporting you or are they holding you down or are they weighing you down? Um, You can't handle me at my Shrek. You can't. You don't deserve me at my Katie Lang. (laughs)
0: We got to talk more over a taco pizza. <laughs> um thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Woo! For more information on Tazima, Matthew and Peter, go to our show notes. Wild and Sublime is also sponsored in part by our sublime supporter, Chicago-based Full Color Life Therapy. Therapy for all of you at fullcolorlifetherapy.com. If you would like to be a Sublime supporter, showcasing you and your business and supporting us at the same time, contact us at info at wildandsublime.com. And now it's time for my sermon on the pubic mound. There's a saying, an expectation is a resentment waiting to happen. What does that mean exactly? It means that in having an expectation of someone to behave in a particular way, you are certain to get pissed off if they don't behave in the manner you want them to. In the context of relationships, it could mean you are expecting someone to give you what you need. This is understandable. Culture tells us it is the job, the duty of a romantic partner to make us feel better, give us joy, lick our wounds. And I'm not talking about the very real benefit of connection with others or the importance of community to enliven our lives and support us. No, I'm simply talking about the belief that someone else is going to come in and be the puzzle piece that makes us whole. That's one belief of many that can trip us up when we are in relationships. The problem with this idea is that it takes all the agency from us and automatically puts us into a victimhood mindset. Most resentments erupt when we start thinking we don't have any choices. If you're expecting someone else to do all the work, even down to choosing the restaurant, then you're in a pretty passive position. Being able to learn how to communicate, even though it can feel vulnerable, puts you in a powerful place where you're able to locate your center instead of always looking to the other person. And returning to the idea of expectations, especially sexually, Even front-loading a few of your desires or intentions before getting into bed with someone can be really freeing and give you a sense of agency. It breaks some of the walls of expectation and lets the other person in. And then you get to have less chatter in your brain as the encounter unfolds and be more free to enjoy yourself. And isn't that the name of the game? Thank you for listening. If you know someone who might be interested in this episode, send it to them. Do you like what you heard? Then give us a nice review on your podcast app. You can follow us on social media at Wild and Sublime and sign up for newsletters at wildandsublime.com. I'd like to thank associate producer Julia Williams and design guru Jean-Francois Gervais. Theme music by David Ben Porat. This episode was edited by the Creative Imposter Studios. Our media sponsor is Rebellious Magazine, feminist media at rebelliousmagazine.com.